0: Materials, medications, or supplies provided at the Berkeley Free Clinic. Income has been generated solely via individual or organizational donations and government programs. To volunteer your time, or to make a donation, or for more information, visit berkeleyfreeclinic.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
1: Also said. Well, the eagle flies on Friday, hey, hey, hey.
2: and Saturday I go out to play. Hey, hey, hey. Well, the eagle flies on Friday, hey, hey, hey. and Saturday. I
3: Remember, you always got to serve somebody.
4: You're gonna have to serve somebody Yes, indeed You're gonna have to serve somebody Well, it may be the devil Or it may be the Lord But you're gonna have to serve somebody Maybe a rock and roll addict dancing on the stage Money of drugs at your command Or some high degree thief They may call you doctor Or they may call you chief But you're gonna have to serve somebody Yes yeah, you are, you're gonna have to serve somebody Serve somebody Well it may be the devil or it may be the Lord But you're gonna have to serve somebody It might be a young Turk Maybe the head of some bigger TV network You may be rich or poor You may be blind or lame Maybe living in another country Under another name But you're gonna have to serve somebody Yes, you are You're gonna have to serve somebody Serve somebody Well, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord But you're gonna have to serve somebody serve somebody Maybe you're a construction worker Working on a home Might be living in a mansion You might live in a dome You may own guns And you may even own tanks You may be somebody's landlord You may even own banks But you're gonna have to serve somebody Yes, you're gonna have to serve somebody Serve somebody Well, it may be the devil already, Or it may be the Lord But you're gonna have to serve somebody
5: Serve somebody
4: You may be a preacher, preacher Spiritual pride Maybe a city councilman Taking bribes on the side Maybe working in a Bible shop you may know how to cut hair It may be somebody's mistress, maybe somebody's heir. But you're gonna have to serve somebody Yes, you're gonna have to serve somebody Serve somebody Well, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord But you're gonna have to serve somebody Serve somebody might like to wear cotton. Might like to wear silk. Might like to drink whiskey. Might like to drink milk. Might like to eat caviar. Yeah, you might like to eat bread. Maybe sleeping on the floor, sleeping in a king size bed. But you're gonna have to serve somebody. Serve yes, indeed. Somebody. You're gonna have to serve somebody. Serve. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. You may call me Terry, or you may call me Timmy. You may call me Bobby, or you may call me Zimmy. You may call me RJ, you may call me Ray. You may call me anything, no matter what you say. said somebody
3: and that was uh bob dylan Talking about you got to serve somebody maybe the devil or it may be the Lord maybe capital maybe labor maybe the boss maybe your fellow workers no matter what you do you serve somebody and it's always good for us to remember that all these games we're playing are in the palm of nature with nature's dispensation we're able to carry on a society such as it is and we're in a drought brother charlie morgan
6: in new zealand i read a magazine something nasty crossed my eye the earth had fed me in california was turning cracked and dry New Zealand ferns are always green It rains more there than it should I looked to the cloud that was raining on me And said, go you can do some good Cloud stop crying and wasting time And fly across the sky Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain Spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her die Met a guy from San Francisco in a railway ticket line He said the Grateful Dead was alive and well But the weather wasn't so fine Nobody had a garden Nothing lived but weeds The earth looked like some kind of feverish person Who'd caught a strange disease He said the reservoirs are empty Cattle dying too Every tongue is reaching out to sip the morning dew And they say the fields and valleys are turning green to brown Let the farmers walk a dry and dusty mile in every farm and town Clouds stop crying and wasting time and fly across the sky And spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her die. I stared up to the diamond stars one cashmere night black velvet sky and a raging river was no other sound or sight. The Big Dipper hung up above the river and I felt that it was a shame. All this water here in California dry I said to the dipper by name Reach down and kiss that raging river And fly across the sky Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain Spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her die people and the animals like to gather where water flows A beer, some tea, or a water hole It's there where something grows And remember the music Water makes the rainy pool and the circle dance The thunder of the ocean and the waterfall The laughing creek that feeds the plants Now the fields are green again Beauty has returned Tragedies continue to show What we still got to learn Can't waste away the ocean Water, air, or land If we upset this sacred ground We won't have any place to stand So reach down and kiss the raging river And fly across the sky And spread a lot of rain, sweet rain Spread a lot of rain on California don't want to see her spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California. I don't want to see her die.
3: Brother Charlie Morgan there with his uh, California drought song. And this show that you're listening to is Labor and Love. We're coming to you from uh, Mutiny Radio on the corner of 21st and Florida Streets here in the heart of the mission, El Meromero. Mero. Um, Mutiny Radio is a lot more than just a radio station, although it is that with something like 30, 40 different shows for your listening enjoyment including this one called Labor and Love. We broadcast live on Saturday morning from 10 to 12 and you can always get us at the podcast Meet Me Radio FM, meetneyradio.fm slash podcast and look for Labor and Love or any of the fine shows we have on here. Labor and Love, the show where we tell you how it is if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, that means another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the negotiating table, you're probably on the menu. And never, but never, let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. we got all kinds of stuff for you today. Look back at the Black Panther movement. Radio Labor and Wind Labor reports. Report about Native American handicapped workers. Actually got the Labor Department to listen to them. The Louisiana madam who supplied uh, strippers and... Prostitutes to the University of Louisville uh, recruiting program. <laughs> we'll get to that one. We got some Day of the Dead music from Las Cafeteras and Ms. Leela Downs. And as usual, we got Today in Labor History. Also, a look at the election. Who the San Francisco Labor Council wants you to vote for and who... Pissed Off Voter Guide wants you to vote for. Let's see how close those two are. Right now though on a personal note this song goes out to Sherry Lira of Marin County, California My sister-in-law and good friend Sherry is good folks This one is for you Sherry Bonnie Raitt and Nora Jones.
7: You are something else. Miss Bonnie, come on now. This is very special to have you here with me. And we're gonna do one more for you. And then I may get some of these guests out here to rock a little bit with me.
3: See waltz with um, Bonnie Raitt and uh, Nora Jones, and I played that for you, Sherry, because you are a Heartland woman, and that's a Heartland song. And you always remind us and bring us back to uh, our most basic beliefs—the things that make us, you know, good and progressive. So that one was for you. I got one more for you later on, but uh, I have just fallen in love with that recording of Nora Jones and uh, Bonnie Raitt, the Tennessee Waltz. All right, let's get to some of these stories now. Um, I want to start out with the situation at Louisville University. And once again, as uh, happened at Penn State, a few years ago where a coach was uh, accused of uh, molesting, having sex with uh, young men sort of under uh, using his authority to keep them quiet and really uh, wrecking the lives of several young men. Anyway, and the coach of course Joe Paterno The idol of the football crowd, the guy who did it right, the guy who made sure all his players got uh, degrees and diplomas, said he didn't know about it. This man, omnipresent, omnipowerful in his little little empire there, didn't know about this coach and, and what this coach was doing. Well, he did know. People had reported it to him, and he turned the other way. Now we got a similar situation. This time we're talking about recruiting activities at the University of Louisville, which include, according to the woman who, who supplied them, Louisville Madam, in quotes, Katina Powell, says she supplied strippers and sex workers to lure recruits to the local big-time basketball program. This is the richest basketball program in the country. University of Louisville, coached by another demigod in the athletic world, Rick Petino. The most lucrative hoops program in the NBA. Of course, his friends say there's no way he could have known. And basically, um, sports talk shows listeners and commentators have started to trash katina powell and they point to the fact that both of her daughters are working in the sex trade with her so instead of looking at what she's bringing and what she's she's saying of course they attack her and her character When asked why she was coming forward now and writing a book, she said she was done with sex work and was doing it for the money. (laughs) Not often you get someone that blunt and that honest. The real point, of course, is the whole sports edifice, college sports. And as uh, Charlie Barkley, an ex-NBA player, great player, as... The coaches are calling the agents pimps because it's agents who sometimes make these contracts with people like... uh, What's her name? Katina Powell. At least the agents are investing in their players. Players make these colleges money. We at Turner Broadcasting just brought the NCAA tournament for $11 billion dollars. Let's stop joking like this is amateur stuff. There's no integrity. NCAA sports are bona fide big business. $11 billion, none of which goes to the players who the fans pay to see, both in person and and on TV. Dave Zirin, socialist sports writer at Edge of Sports, concludes... No one, even with a tangential connection to the MD NCAA, is in any position to judge Katina Powell or her relationship with her daughters. Maybe she felt like she was protecting them, maybe she was using them, maybe she was exploiting them. Or maybe, in this story, Katina Powell is just the lowest level pimp in the room. Instead of writing corporate how-to books. Referring to Patino's career, other career, as a a rah-rah leader, management-type guy. Instead of writing corporate how-to books, Rick Patino, and his ilk, should be delivering seminars in Big Pimpin'. Katina Powell isn't even close to being on his level. Okay, that's Dave Zirin, and he's at uh, edgeofsports.com world of sports is riddled with this kind of thing. Okay, let's see, let's listen to our um, our uh, Win Labor Report, this is our national report on the state of the labor movement and current campaigns.
8: independent news we can review i'm doug cunningham the justice for port workers movement is escalating at the ports of los angeles and long beach tuesday workers at chinese-owned intermodal bridge transport presented a petition to bosses demanding to be recognized as employees rather than independent contractors and also to be recognized as teamsters driver jose portillo says when the boss threw the petition to the ground the workers walked off their jobs on strike Teamsters President Jim Hoffa Tuesday also announced a new partnership with the Warehouse Workers Resource Center, including support for Cal Cartage Warehouse Workers who said they intend to strike Wednesday, October twenty-eighth. From Long Beach, wins Monica Lopez has more on the escalating worker struggle, the strikes, and Teamster President Jim Hoffa's appearance supporting striking port truckers. Starkey!
5: Truck drivers at
9: the ports of L.A. and Long Beach are on strike for the third time this year. Still at issue are claims of wage theft and employee misclassification. Teamsters President James Hoffa joined the drivers on the picket line Tuesday morning. Hoffa says the union is standing behind drivers who are striking at four drayage
7: companies.
10: They are stealing the money of our workers, and we have filed hundreds and hundreds of claims, and we've already recovered millions of dollars. We're just getting started. When you hit them in the pocketbook, they start to listen.
8: UAW GM workers are taking a look at the details of the t- New Labor Contract as they prepare to vote on whether or not to ratify it. All the workers will get $8,000 bonuses upon ratification. Traditional higher wage UAW members will get 3% wage raises in the first and third years, 4% lump sums in the second and fourth. UAW President Dennis Williams says it's up to the workers now to approve or disapprove this deal. As with every negotiation process, our members makes the final decision and we look forward to the discussion ahead. Having overwhelmingly authorized strike with the strong support of 250,000 teamsters at the company. UPS pilot spokesman Brian Godet says that UPS should take the strike threat seriously. UPS is going to spin this thing that we can't go on strike because of the Railway Labor Act. That's far from true, and UPS's shippers know it. Nobody pays more attention to this than their large volume shippers, so I advise them to pay attention again. An historic decision by the NLRB regional director in Tucson, Arizona, on the employment status of Tucson taxi drivers means thousands of taxi drivers around the country could could be newly eligible for union representation. The Office of Professional Employees International Union assisted the Tucson Hacks Association in winning this ruling. Mel Schwartzwald is OPEIU's general counsel.
11: We believe it means a great deal to these drivers, but to many cab drivers across the country. What the regional director has done is said that taxi cab drivers are really employees rather than independent contractors.
8: The next step here would be to have an election to see if they want to be represented Workers Independent News provided by Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham.
3: Okay, that was Workers Independent News. And the same, every week we hear kind of the same. Uh, For example, the truckers who pick up containers at the big ports all around the country are uh, independent contractors and they're always squeezed by the owners and the employers to get their jobs done quicker, faster, get those trucks moving, and the rate of burnout among them is really high. So there is a trucker strike now at L.A. and Long Beach. You know, support it any way you can. Talk it up. Uh, this also happened in Oakland, and uh, the truckers were able to get at least a pay raise and some more and some safety provisions out of it. This one's an interesting one: a bill of rights that puts workers above corporations. Okay, well, forget that. Let's, we're going to, this is about picketing, voting, and the do-re-mi. It's
12: not cricket to picket, not cricket. Oh, no it's just not coming for to pick it. You haven't any right, you know. You're acting in great haste. Just think of a predicament in which your boss is placed. And entre nous, I think it's in exceedingly bad taste. Not cricket to pick it, not cricket. It's not cricket to pick it, not cricket. Atrocious and gauche, you know, to pick it. Go home and starve like gentlemen, not like a noisy brood. Real ladies never make a fuss Though they lack clothes and food And money's never talked about For that would be quite rude Not cricket to picket, not cricket It's not picket to cricket, not picket Uncultured and unmannerly to picket Behaving now you mustn't lose your mind you're being so inelegant and frankly quite unkind excuse my indiscretion but you're all done done refined not pick it to cricket not pick it it ain't ticket to stick it not pick it your vulgar way, befitting only dastards, I beg you get the hell away, you lousy buncher, what do you mean disturbing the peace, come with you officer, you're bruising my
13: can count.
14: back east they say he's leaving home every day beating the hot old dusty way to the california line across the desert sands they roll getting out of that old dust bowl they think they're going to a sugar bowl but here's what they find now the police at the port of entry say you're number fourteen thousand for today oh if you ain't got the do-re-me Got the do re me, Why, you better go back to beautiful Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Georgia, Tennessee. California is a garden of Eden, a paradise to live in or see. But believe it or not, you won't find it so hot if you ain't got the do re me. to buy you a home or farm that can't deal nobody harm or take your vacation by the mountains or sea don't swap your old cow for a car you better stay right where you are you better take this little tip from me cause i look through the want ads every day but the headlines on the papers always say if you ain't got the go pray me you ain't got the do me why, you better go back to beautiful Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Georgia, Tennessee. California is a garden of Eden, a paradise to live in or see. But believe it or not, you won't find it so hot if you ain't got the do me
3: Woody Guthrie with uh, the do-re-mi. Before that, we had Emma's revolution and her approach to voting. The point being that we very rarely get to vote on things that are crucially important in our lives. And finally, Woody Guthrie with his do-re-mi Just how it is when you come to California. If you got the do re mi, you're all right. If you don't, forget you. Okay, now here's the here's the labor report from around the world. Uh, a lot about the UK, a new bill in, in parliament that threatens workers' rights. Let's listen up to that.
5: This is
15: Solidarity News on Radio Labour.
9: This is a Radio Labor World Report recorded on Friday, October 30th, 2015. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, the government of the UK is viciously attacking the right to strike. The largest labor federation in the US is campaigning against a huge trade deal. A UN committee wants the private driving company Uber to act illegally or be shut down. Qatar has passed pretend reforms to its slave labor laws. And the Labor Start report about union events around the world. This is Radio Labor. The right-wing conservative government of the United Kingdom is introducing legislation aimed at breaking the power of unions in the country by attacking the right to strike. The legislation would significantly increase the voting threshold needed for a successful strike ballot, make police identify people on picket lines, allow temporary agency workers to be used as strike breakers, cancel automatic dues checkoff in the public service, and more. It is said to be even worse than any of the anti-labour bills of the Thatcher regime. Recently, the leaders of all the largest unions in the country got together to testify in front of the parliamentary committee reviewing the legislation called the Trade Union Bill.
5: My name is Frances O'Grady. I'm the General Secretary of the TUC representing 52 unions who organise around 6 million workers UK-wide. Uh, the TUC opposes this bill and the associated proposals. We believe it threatens fundamentally the right to strike and other critical civil liberties in this country.
9: Well, I'm Mikulski. I'm General Secretary of Unite, uh, Britain's largest union with 1.4 million members. Uh, covering all sectors of the economy, manufacturing, transport, financial services and public services as well as private services. The Bills a threat to democracy, I think you've been told that by a whole range of different organisations from across the spectre of our society. It's also a threat to the cohesive nature of the communities in which we work. Good afternoon everybody, my name is Dave Prentice. I am General Secretary of Unison, the Public Service Union uh, 1.3 million paying members who provide our public services. Uh, my view is very, very strongly that the, um, the, the bill, as it's worded at the moment, is a major attack on workers' rights uh, in this country, and will make industrial relations, especially in public services, far more difficult. We have partnership working throughout all of our public services. We have agreements that bring in many of the issues that can be made illegal, and uh, we think that the um, it will lead to far worse than industrial relations.
6: Hi,
4: Paul Kenny, General Secretary of the GMB. <coughs> we have 625,000 members.
2: We are opposed uh, to the bill. Yeah, I'm uh, Mark Swatgar, I'm the General Secretary of the PCS, the Public and Commercial Services Union. Particularly what uh, I draw to your attention at this point is... The effect of the bill on people's right to take lawful industrial action, particularly representing public sector workers who in our case have had 11 years of pay restraint. Secondly, that we think much of what's in the bill was trialled in the civil service by the last government. Therefore, we have direct experience of the withdrawal of check-off, the withdrawal of facility time. and the attempt to openly undermine trade unions by public servants working at the government's behest.
9: The largest labor federation in the United States, the AFL-CIO, is intensifying its campaign against a trade deal which involves the U.S., Australia, Canada, and nine other Pacific Rim countries, including Japan. The Trans-Pacific Partnership, known as TPP, brings together countries which represent more than forty percent of the global economy. The deal, which was negotiated in secret, was approved by national negotiators at the beginning of October. The terms of the agreement are still undisclosed. However, some leaks have confirmed that the arrangement includes special courts, which corporations can use if they think any government action has hindered their profit-making. The AFL-CIO is running ads against TPP.
12: Let's set the facts straight on this trade deal called the Trans-Pacific Partnership, otherwise known as TPP. When the United States is forced to compete with countries with exploitive labor practices, wages for America's workers will go down. The TPP would allow trading partners to manipulate their currency and would ship even more U.S. jobs overseas. This trade deal creates special rights for foreign companies, leaving US-based manufacturers at a major disadvantage. TPP is a bad deal for American workers. If we want to raise wages, protect our jobs, and save American manufacturing,
9: we need to make sure TPP puts working people, not corporations, first. All 12 nations must ratify the trade deal before it is implemented in their countries. The TPP is expected to face a U.S. Congressional Legislature vote in the spring of 2016. Under pressure by international labor bodies and other organizations, the Gulf Nation of Qatar is pretending to reform its labor laws. Radio Labor senior correspondent, Seymour Ainsborough, reports.
7: The government of Qatar has announced changes in its labor laws to be implemented in 2017. But labor organizations are condemning the reforms as inconsequential. The new laws, they say, are designed to provide cover for businesses who want to start operations in the country. Qatar is getting ready for the 2022 World Cup of Football and asking companies to start operations in the country. Qatar is a tiny country that has millions of migrant workers. The workers are building facilities for the games and working as domestic servants. The International Trade Union Confederation says many of the workers are being forced to work as modern-day slaves. The ITUC is the organization which represents national union centers at the world level. It says the new labor law reforms are merely window dressing. They do not cancel the kafala system, which ties migrant workers to the employer who brought them into the country. The reforms do nothing to help workers who want to leave Qatar but can't get an exit permit because their employer won't let them go. Employees still do not have the right to form unions or even workplace committees. And domestic workers are deliberately excluded from the country's labor laws. Sharon Burrow, the General Secretary of the ITUC, told the media that more than 7,000 workers will die in Qatar before the start of the World Cup Games unless real labor law reforms are implemented and the rights of workers respected. This is Marie Ainsborough reporting for Radio Labor.
9: Now here with his report about union events around the world is Labor
11: Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. Here's a small sample of the more than 2,000 stories our volunteers posted to our website since our last report. Last week, our top story section included links to news about the push for independent trade unions by Walmart workers in China, a critique of the new labor laws in Qatar that leave the kafala system intact, and more repression of trade unions in Iran. We also had coverage of strikes and lockouts in dozens of countries. Here are just a few highlights. In Brazil, bank workers ended their wage dispute with a victory. The government of Egypt threatened to sack the textile workers on strike over unpaid bonuses. Public transport workers in South Africa ended their month-long strike with a victory and changes to their employers' disciplinary practices. Nigerian dockers shut that country's ports for a day to protest nine months of unpaid wages. And public sector workers in the Canadian province of Quebec held rotating strikes throughout the week to press their union's anti-austerity demands. Our top working women stories included coverage of the campaigns for domestic workers' basic labor rights in Bangladesh and Japan, the slow progress women are making in the construction trades in Canada, and an insider's account of life as a garment worker in Jordan. Our Health and Safety Newswire carried stories about a possible strike over worker health concerns by betting shop workers in Ireland, the first compensation award to a Fukushima worker resulting from radiation exposure in Japan, and the effects of pesticide exposure on French wine workers. Our photo of the week was of striking electricity generation workers in Jordan. Currently, LaborStart is running five online actions. All these campaigns are requested by and sponsored by unions around the world. Join us in helping workers make their lives better, or even help save those lives. This is Derek Blackadder from LaborStart, reporting for Radio Labor. And that's it. International labor news
9: you can use. Follow us on Twitter, at Radio Labor. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening.
3: Okay, that's the uh, labor report from Radio Labor around the world. What does it mean? Let's say that law in in Great Britain passes and becomes illegal to withhold your labor, to go on strike. What does that mean? That means you're in the situation of a slave in the sense that your labor is not your own, your life is not your own. There's not even a tacit agreement on your part to go to work. And the one thing, the one thing, ladies and gentlemen, that the state and the corporations want is not your personality, uh, not your knowledge, not your awareness. They want your labor under their conditions. So what this bill means is these people all of a sudden are not in control of their own lives. Their right to their work, to control their own work, is not theirs any longer in the same way that under repressive anti-abortion laws, anti-choice laws, A woman's body is not her own. The government can tell her what to do with her body. So, uh, two different ways of modern slavery, or let's call it enforced labor. And the British government is going for it. Let's see what happens with that i'm going to talk a little about the black panthers because there's a new documentary out called the black panthers vanguard of the revolution and uh full it says here i'm looking at it in these times article full of insights for today's racial justice activists the black panther party i can remember being a young student at uc berkeley and running around East Oakland, stuffing mailboxes with stuff about. The arrest of Huey Newton, organizing drives in the neighborhood. Now, took the Black Panthers to ask for breakfast, a breakfast program, to create a breakfast program and feed Young people, kids in the neighborhood who might not have had a chance at a breakfast. As a former teacher, I can tell you right away, you can tell the kids who've eaten something. And uh, those who come to school hungry. What a great thing, huh? And it took the Black Panther Party to come up with it. They also had a school. A school where their young people were taught their history and taught their culture and it wasn't exclusively all black. It was about American history. It was about American culture from the point of view of that population. Of course the uh, authorities came down on the Panthers. The Panthers actually wanted to follow police around and make sure they were comporting themselves Would there be a Mike Brown or an Oscar Grant if a bunch of people had been watching, specifically and filming what the cops were doing? Of course that doesn't matter. um, Oscar Grant was murdered in full view of hundreds of people, many of whom filmed it even, and uh, his killer still got off. Served 11 months, that's what Oscar Grant's life was worse. Okay. Uh, the Panthers weren't perfect. Uh, there were problems. But what a thing. A group that wanted to have warm breakfast and schools for their young people uh, which of course was challenged at every step by the status quo including violent on a couple of occasions, the Panthers actually got into shootouts with the police. And the police murdered a young man named uh, Bobby Hutt. So, Black Panther Party, subject of a new film called The Black Panther's Vanguard of the Revolution. You want to find out more about it? go to the in these times uh, <clears throat> website just just as a postscript to that about the black panther party um, in the late 60s when there were movements all over the nation in every uh, in every uh, subgroup Movements to change, to modernize, to go back to traditions and, and rights. And,
5: uh,
3: the Black Panther Party uh, went to Sacramento, California, to the legislature, carrying rifles. And of course, the police ran to arrest them, but it turned out that what they were doing was perfectly legal at the time. They knew the law better than the uh, quote unquote peace officers who were sent to uh, confront them. Check it out in these times. Let's take a look here. This caught my eye. Bill of Rights That Puts Workers Above Corporations. This, again, is on In These Times. Spokane, Washington. Ralph knows firsthand that non-unionized workers lack basic rights. Last year, he got a text from his boss while at a career clinic in Spokane, Washington, a cancer clinic, pardon me, in Spokane, Washington. After receiving chemotherapy treatment, Ralph learned he was being terminated from his job in the produce transportation industry, a decision his employer had no legal obligation to justify. According to Ralph, he was fired for insubordination after he began to question the business's finances. Now he's been forced to take a minimum wage job and file for bankruptcy and could lose his home. A movement in Spokane has gotten a first in the nation Worker Bill of Rights on November's ballot, which if passed would act as a kind of union contract for all workers in the city. The Worker Bill of Rights would amend the city charter to provide several new on-the-job protections. It would give all Spokane workers rights to equal pay for equal work and not to be wrongfully terminated, as Ralph believes he was. It would also guarantee a family wage sufficient to cover basic necessities such as food, housing, utilities, and childcare for workers of large employers. When employers run afoul, workers would be entitled to sue. Amazing, can you imagine? Workers being able to earn a family wage sufficient to cover basic necessities. Child care for workers of large employers. What is this? The uh, high and the mighty must be freaking out. Workers given the right to sue employers. Anyway, let's keep an eye on that. Spokane, Washington. Washington, of course, has a long and... uh, illustrious history of uh, labor activism. Blah, blah, blah. See what we got coming up here. Okay, this is... uh, Queen Latifah, referent of the the way women are treated, for example, as we uh, saw, as we're seeing, as we constantly see in the world of sports. Women are kind of a decoration to be passed around. Where's Queen Latifah? I'm not going to go for any of that.
15: Now that you saw a baddie's video, I saw you wildin', acting like a fool. Uh. I peeped you out the window, jumping girls after school. But where did all of this come from? A minute ago, you was not nerd and nobody ever heard of you. Now you want to be hard? You barely know your A B C. Please, there's plenty of people out there with triggers ready to pull it. Why you tryin' to jump in front of the bullet, young lady? Uh. And real silent type yeah. ain't none of this work getting your face lights because that's what happened to your homegirl right with no she right. got to wear that for life who you calling a bitch
3: One's for you, Sherry. Emmy Lou Harris. Right, Sherry. <clears throat> it's all right because it's midnight, and we got two more bottles of wine. Hope you're having a good day. Let's turn now. If you're a San Francisco voter, what I wanted to do was was um, compare the uh, the endorsements of a, a grassroots group called Pissed Off. They put out a thing called Pass. Pissed Off Voter Guide, come on down to Mutiny and get a copy and check and see um, what they're for and what they're against. I also have up now the endorsements of the San Francisco Labor Council. Now let's see how those compare. Pissed Off says, vote for the, the Troika, Francisco Herrera, Stuart Schiffman, and Amy Weiss. The Labor Council doesn't say one way or the other. District Attorney, pissed off, no endorsement. Labor Council, George Gaskin. Sheriff, Ross Mercurini, for pissed off, no endorsement for the Labor Council. Uh, Mercurini, Mercurini's wife, Aliana Lopez, is. A very strong voice on his behalf, because she tells the story of the whole cooked-up scandal around Mercarimi and uh, and her. Okay, Treasurer Jose Cisneros, agreement on that. Board of Supervisors, Aaron Peskin for pissed off. Nobody for nobody for um, the labor council community college board Tom Temprano or pissed off nobody for the labor board. They've got community college board Wendy Aragon. So there's something. You'd have to decide between Temprano and Aragon. Okay. Ballot measures. Prop A, support from both. A hell yes from from uh, pissed off voters. B, Support from both. C, the Labor Council um, opposes it. It's a lobbyist ordinance. Um, The Pissed Off Voter Guide supports it, tracks spending. So they want to call out lobbyists and the uh, Labor Board doesn't. Mission Rock Development. Both support. Prop E, requirements for public meetings. Opposed by both, over-the-top requirements. Prop F is a big one because it regulates Airbnb and both support it. Even though there's a storm of publicity from the other side, including Gavin Newsom, Ed Lee, the whole... uh, Establishment group. Um, Short term residential rentals. Yeah, that's it. F. G. Regarding renewable energy disclosures. Both oppose it. H. Clean Energy Right to Know Act. Both support it. Pause new luxury housing in the mission. Prop I. Both support it. The mission will soon be gone. The mission will soon lose all its culture and all the things it's known for worldwide. Because when you come in, you change it. And the people who are coming in are not the same kind of people who fed the mission and built the mission. And uh, go to work every day from the mission or in the mission. Okay, so we got Prop J, help preserve legacy businesses, support, both. Use surplus city property for affordable housing, Prop K, support. So there is quite a bit of agreement, 80% agreement between the pissed off voters and the San Francisco Labor Council. If you want to see what the Labor Council endorses, go to their website, SFLaborCouncil.org And Pissed Off Voters Guide You can come in to Mutiny and get one of theirs Uh, TheLeagueSF.org Guide slash guide will get you their endorsements Okay Let's see like I've been talking a lot so let's have something about marijuana,
16: here's Lenny Bruce you. and uh, before I'm going to scoop the call bulletin <laughs> up to now unfortunately politicians foot platforms have been delighted with cocksuckers, communists and dope fiends <laughs> they've been the heavyweight platforms, they've exploited, I think the call bulletin has introduced more narcotics to children than uh, Oh, yeah, any musician, definitely. Show them how to use it, where to use it, where to purchase it. They dig something. Up to now it's been related to opiates and cannabis sativa. Watch out now for the big bust. Stanley Mosk is in for a big surprise. He is moving now into the area of dangerous drugs, which include amphetamine sulfate. He's gonna shit when his daughter and secretary gets busted. Because he doesn't know that means every. What well, if there was dope? He was for, for the appetite. For the appetite, somebody appetites That's dope. You have a pep up. Is it biphetamine, Dexedrine? That's what dangerous drugs mean. How many people you heard with that one druggist? My druggist, he gives me some pills. Yeah, he's going to get busted. All the people are going to get busted. Then they're going to sort of shape up and realize that the pills that the people have a dread of, You shine boys don't make those pills. Some poor chemist busted his balls for 10 years, past the hypothesis stage, to come up with some therapy for somebody who, oh, I'm not gonna take no pills, are you kidding there? <laughs> the only medicine that's good for you is iodine because it burns you. <laughs> now, we go to the area of marijuana. For, I'll qualify this, I don't smoke pot. If I did, I would tell you. The reason I don't smoke shit is because it's a hallucinatory and it's a schleife kind of high. And like mushrooms, isergic acid, mescaline, I don't like them. I want to crystal clear right here with you. And I'm glad I don't smoke pot because I can champion it then. And if there's some attorney out here who'd like to become senator, you've got a big vote, Jim, an untapped vote. You would shit if you knew how many shit smokers there were. You would be amazed, man. Now, of course you can't have, no one wants to be the marijuana senator, you know. So you have to trick it up with the, uh, the bill for the, Crippled, Catholic, Jewish, war orphan, police widow, marijuana, Bill, yeah, the cockerama. Oh, definitely. Ask your doctor this, will you? It's and it's, you know, when I think of that sweet pink nipple, blue eyed chicks a candy bar, who I don't even know, but she's been in jail almost five years for smoking flowers. you kidding? We give man A a pint of whiskey a day. Man B, he smokes the same amount of marijuana to produce the euphoria that the alcohol does. Every day we do this for 10 years. Then we stop them both cold. Pow, it'll happen. The guy who drinks will suffer absence syndromes. He needs a taste. He has an addiction problem, the drinker. Health-wise, irreparable damage has been done. Pot smoker, no addiction problem, no discomfort, may have a little bronchitis, Stops. (laughs) Then why the acceptance of one, the rejection of the other? Well, I figure there's a religious overtone and a medicinal justification for alcohol. Rock and roll is good for a cold, blackberry brandy for cramps, perno for getting it up. And gin, if you don't come around, say so stop coming around. Now, what is marijuana to offer oh, you but a dirty word in the Christian culture? Pleasure. That you would have the right to take pleasure, Satan's tool, Whew. You weaklings out there that need crutches, anything over a potato a day. You with your pillows and blankets. If you're a real man, you'll wipe your ass with saran wrap and that'll be bit. The one boob of mine says this, well, maybe marijuana isn't bad due at least to heroin and heavier drugs like that. If this syllogism holds true, then the bust out junkie that started smoking pot since to a cellmate, I'm a strung out junkie. I started on marijuana, then I graduated to heroin. Oh, by the way, my cellmate, how did you get to be all screwed up and kill us four guys in a gambling? How did you to be a horrible gambler like you are? Or you started gambling with bingo in the Catholic church, I see. It's into the shithouse with that analogy.
1: Ese vato no se vaya al rol, porque va a empezar al rato el piano del cantor, porque va a empezar al rato el marihuana buggyball. se llama Juana, 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 Juana pero ya todos los vatos le dicen marihuana Mari, marihuana, como te quiero yo Me, bugue, me siento volador peguele esas teclas ya estoy aviador Pegale, but esas teclas que ya estoy volado.
3: lalo guerrero there with his uh, marijuana boogie our last uh, labor story today concerns a labor official in arizona of all places a phoenix nonprofit focused around native american workplace development hosted a senior labor department official friday for a discussion on employment challenges facing disadvantaged groups. Christopher Liu, Deputy U.S. Secretary of Labor, says it's a significant area of concern. He was told how low educational levels, dependency problems, cultural barriers, and even red tape make it hard for Native Americans to land jobs. In 2014, when the nation's overall employment rate was 6.2%, Native Americans tied with African Americans with an average jobless level of 11.3%, according to the Department of Labor. For whites, the figure was 53 So half the unemployment rate of the others. And... Uh, Our work is ensuring that people can compete for jobs in the 21st century, blah, 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 blah. He heard from three dozen teachers, students, municipal officials, nonprofit leaders, and others from around Arizona. Oh, let's see if some action comes from that. At least the, the Labor Department is listening, but can it be they didn't know that there are such problems? Can it be that this really is the first time this guy has heard of this? Okay, well, it's Halloween tonight, and uh, we see how the spiritual side of our lives, the instinctual, the spiritual, the earthbound, is trivialized into a, uh, a holiday, a little give you candy day, you know, where everybody puts on costumes and runs around, but we're also celebrating tomorrow and Monday an Aztec Mexican holiday called Dia de los Muertos, which instead of a frightening vision of fear and loathing of death, welcomes death into our lives and makes it a part of our lives that's always there always present but also a part of our lives the point is to live now enjoy what you have celebrate life because death is also part of life it's much more complicated than that of course this is leela down singing at a Dia de los Muertos uh, holiday, Albo de la Vida in LA. Let's see. Oh.
17: De este lugar, él lo indicó para poblar el. Sagrada Guerra del Ciel.
3: Ligla Downs, singing about the tree of life, árbol de la vida, and here's uh, las cafeteras. Uh, Las Cafeteras uh, playing at a Day of the Dead concert in um, Los Angeles in 2010. little background on them. They're a Chicano band from East Los Angeles. Their music fuses spoken word, folk music, traditional San Jarocho, and Afro-Mexican music. They started out in LA, El Sereno, a little city there, where they all took San Jorocho classes, influenced by music from Veracruz. And eager to teach others about it, they started a band. The namesake derives from the organization where they took classes. To honor women, they feminized their group name by calling themselves Las Cafeteras coffee drinkers. Those Cafeteras songs have themes and, in, and references that range from the Civil Rights Movement, United Farm Workers, Dream Act, immigration reform, to the female homicides in Ciudad Juarez. So give them a listen. The Cafeteras. Today in Labor History, Today in labor history, October 31st, Tennessee sends in leased convict laborers to break a coal miners' strike in Anderson County. The miners revolted, burned the stockades, and sent the captured convicts by train back to Knoxville. 1891. Labor struggle in Seattle, led by unemployed lumberjack Jesse Jackson. The first Hooverville was built on vacant land owned by the port. October 30th, in an escalation of their attempts to intimidate and run the industrial workers of the world out of Everett, Washington, Sheriff Donald McRae and his deputies round up 41 wobblies who had come to town to support striking shingle workers, beat them up and forced them to run through a gauntlet of law and order officials. The IWW would return, however, with greater numbers on November 5, 1916. Ed Meese, Ronald Reagan's uh, Attorney General urges employers to begin spying on workers in locker rooms, parking lots, shipping, and mailroom areas. And even the nearby taverns to try to catch them using drugs. 1986. Well, who's going to spy on the employers? You mean to say they don't use drugs? Ooh, well, that's interesting. Let's see what else we got. October 28th, Gateway Arch completed 1965. Black Tuesday, 1929 on October 29th. And it's uh, 1140. Remember, you're only alone when you don't stand up. If you don't stand up, you'll be counted for sitting down. take one more look here at uh, those are all on the voices of labor website today in labor history union communication services after october 26, eighteen twenty five After eight years and at least 1,000 worker deaths, mostly Irish immigrants complete the 350-mile Erie Canal, which, if you're not up on your American uh, economic history, sort of made New York City by connecting all the inland farms, factories, and whatnot to the East Coast where it could be sent to England or Europe. New York was made. The Erie Canal. 1,000 worker deaths. Father John Rao wrote to his bishop that so many die that there is hardly any time to give extreme unction to everybody. We might, we run night and day to assist the sick. The, uh, Erie Canal, the New York subway, more than 100 workers died during the construction of the first 13 miles of tunnels and tracks. And as always, we dedicate our show today to the 150 workers here in America who died from things that happen on the job or as a result of, in other words, conditions that they got while working. 150 every day. If we look around the world, that number is much higher. It's 3,500. The small town, 3,500 every day die because of Job related injuries or conditions, or conditions that they got from working. October 28th, union organizer and anarchist Luisa Capetillo is born in Puerto Rico. She organized tobacco and other agricultural workers in Puerto Rico and later in New York and Florida. In 1916, she led a successful sugarcane strike of more than 4,000. I'm sorry, 40,000 workers on the island. She demanded that her union endorse voting rights for women. In 1919, three years before her death, she was arrested for wearing pants in public. The first woman in Puerto Rico to do so, the charges were dropped. And finally, Japanese immigrant and labor advocate Katsugoto is strangled to death, his body then strung from an electric pole. This is in 1889 on the Big Island of Hawaii by thugs hired by plantation owners. They were outraged over Goto's work on behalf of agricultural workers, and because he opened a general store that competed with the owner's own company store. Wait a minute. I thought part of the free market philosophy was competition. No, this guy tried to compete, and they they hung him. okay we're going to finish up today with with some music and i want to look something up here before i throw it at you this is labor and love and we are broadcasting from 2781 21st street and Okay, now we're going to hear from Eunice, let's see, pardon me, Eunice Kathleen Wayman, a woman who, an African-American woman who as a high school teenager refused to play. She was a pianist, a classical pianist. She refused to play because At her school, her parents had to sit in the back, in the back row. So she refused to play until they were moved to the front row. She took the name Nina, which means girl in Spanish, and Simone, from a well-known singer at the time. Put them together, and what do you got? You got Miss Nina Simone singing to us.
2: Yeah. you. fresh ice cubes i'm just sitting here waiting for you to come home and turn me on
3: ina simone and her beautiful rendition of turn me on this is the bee you're listening to mutiny radio 2781 21st street mutinyradio.fm we broadcast both broadcast live and archive our shows this is labor and love where we tell you how it is if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for another person worked for a dollar they didn't get if you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table, that is, you're probably on the menu. And never, but never let anyone into your heart who's not a friend of labor. This is the B. saying goodbye till next Saturday. Um, call outs to Lucy today. A party for her son baby Alonso. See you later, Lucy. To my soulmate, Sylvia Ramirez, my daughter Vita, who makes me proud to be a dad. Nepo, Solina, Vita. The full catastrophe. Special call out, as I said, to Sherry. Hope you're feeling well and we see each other soon. Okay, bye-bye, everybody. This is Kerry Miraggi to take us out. <laughs>
0: Insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. What? Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep?
13: Tune in, turn on every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Ooh. we got Turner and Pearl T. <laughs> We're the long-range
6: are you
16: sick of reading the news do you even bother to read the news anymore do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing if so then the weekly review is a show for you join roman reimer as roman reads the news whether it be lgbtq issues cannabis legalization prison abolition police brutality or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at Noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at Noon, on Mutiny Radio.
14: Hello comrades, this is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m. Broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turn and beat and attention you are capitalist pig and the kb kgb will visit you shortly every monday two through four pm
6: looking to invest in the future of your community community radio.fm and the boys and girls club mission clubhouse needs your help please donate to keep the radio Clash you right now alive on the air every thursday from 4 50 to 5 50 p.m donations are tax deductible
14: donate online at www.muniradio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st street and florida that's 2781 21st street and throw some cash in the big glass jar Stop by to experience live, audience-friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm.
10: Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tensures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow, and there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one-half-ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory-tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public.
8: Hey, people.